listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 174, the Greg Glassman episode. Claire, we did it. Yes, the Greg Glassman episode. <laughs> we, we This episode has been many months in the making, and um, we're just super excited to finally put it out into the world, A, because it's amazing, and B, because once it's out in the world, we think it's going to do some cool stuff, and we could stop obsessing over it are we gonna yeah. stop obsessing over it? well i don't think i don't think we're gonna stop obsessing over it but we it was really hard for us to keep it a secret especially we probably have some new listeners that are gonna listen to this episode so hi guys welcome welcome to our madness we hope you stay <laughs> and we hope you enjoy this episode but uh we have an amazing community that we've built over the past three and a half years the community is so close to us that it was really hard for us to keep it a secret. I can't yeah. tell you how many times Claire and I, I'd like text her and be like, can can we just like put a little hint out there? Like just a little hint. Uh, but it all started after the CrossFit Games. I came home to upload some mini episodes and I saw a message in our inbox from Greg Glassman. And I was like, whatever. I thought it was. Yeah, we totally thought it was a, a spam and it, or a spam. We totally thought it was spam and it yeah. totally wasn't. And, and uh, yeah, he reached out to us and wanted to talk about functional aesthetic and about um, his concept of a better beautiful. And um, obviously we felt super honored, could not possibly consider turning down that opportunity. And not, not only that, that <laughs> yeah, I mean, not only that is we were really set on making sure that this was an in-person interview. So we went out to CrossFit HQ and that was a few months in the making of just setting that date. But it really was really difficult to keep it a secret from the community that we've, our family, our, our Girls Gone Wild family. So listeners, thank you for supporting us and uh, new listeners, we hope you love it. We want to give a shout out to Greg Glassman. Obviously, thank you for welcoming us to CrossFit HQ, but also everyone at CrossFit HQ who gave us the tour and were just so welcoming and, and nice to us and took the time to explain everything and uh, show us the gym. And you probably saw some photos on our Instagram page, which is GG. No, sorry, Girls Gone Wild podcast. We were snapping as well, so it was just it was just an unbelievable day. It was so my, cool. I think my favorite comment was, "The call is coming from inside, inside. the CrossFit van." <laughs> I love. All the CrossFit van comments. What was the other one that was like, blink twice if you, <laughs> or blink twice if you're okay? <laughs> yeah, I was like, are you safe? Blink twice if the answer yeah. is yes. <laughs> you guys are so funny. It oh was it was just such an amazing experience and a dream come true, really. I mean, Claire and I have kind of uh, established ourselves as the female podcast for CrossFit. And, you know, there's a lot of CrossFit podcasts out there. And we were just super honored to go to CrossFit HQ and meet everyone and of course, sit down with Greg. So this episode is very much all about Greg. And we uh, had a lot to say with him. We we definitely feel like this is just the start of it. So this conversation is just the beginning in our minds. And uh, we're just happy to get it started with him and our relationship with CrossFit HQ. I also want to thank mom Sandy as she was our well, of course, she's always was our CrossFit mom, but she hosted us at her beautiful house. 
and shuttled us all the way to Santa Cruz. And we just had such a great night with her. So you guys know how much we love Mom Sandy. Thank you, Mom Sandy. So after you guys listen to this, please let us know what you think, you know, what you want to hear from Greg in the future and what you want to see from our podcast as always. Super excited to share this with you guys. Claire, what was your favorite part about going to CrossFit HQ? I think that I was so nervous and then I walked into the gym and I was like, oh, okay. I remember that. I remember when you walked in, you go, oh, this feels right. Yeah, I was like, okay, I know where I'm at. Like, this is like, it's kind of like when you're abroad in another country and you go into a Starbucks and you're like, okay. Everything is right in the world. How every Starbucks is like a mini U.S. embassy. It really is. Like going into that gym, it was like, this is like a little like embassy of sanity. Yeah. You're like, I'm safe in here. I'm safe in here. I know what to do in here. I know what to do with those barbells. I know what to do with that pull-up bar. I know how to set that timer. Like everything else in here might feel like a little bit intimidating when I'm in a gym, when I'm in the CrossFit gym, I know what I'm doing. And you and I were, that week was pretty busy. We weren't really nervous until like an hour before the whole trip there and at Sandy's house and of course Sandy made this incredible meal we sat in front of her fire pit outside with her fabulous dog and drank wine the night before we were like this is really great it was like we were on this mini vacation yeah you know the next morning we're kind of in a rush to get out the door early so we can miss traffic and like an hour before we get to Santa Cruz Claire's like okay I'm kind of starting to get nervous it was it was like when we walked up I was like is this really happening and I think the entire what three months that this has been in the making I was so skeptical that it was actually going to follow through and only because I just know everyone's schedule is has to be insane Uh so I thought you know we're this little podcast Greg Glassman is Greg Glassman if it falls through it falls through like that's fine I totally understand but I think I was also like really hesitant that this was actually going to happen and I kept telling my my inner circle I was like if this I'm not really going to believe it until I'm shaking the man's hand which in fact we actually gave him a hug because he's a hug and so <laughs> oh my gosh I was not ready for him to be a hugger mostly because I am super not a hugger I was like all right we're hugging <laughs> favorite is my favorite and so the nerves really set in like as we were pulling up I was like oh my gosh this really is happening we were in the CrossFit gym when he walked in with his sister he was just like hey guys I'll meet you upstairs and so we went upstairs and set up in his office and we did the interview in his office CrossFit HQ itself is just incredible it's like dreamland everyone gets to bring their dogs to work everyone's hanging out in CrossFit gear uh there's skateboards hanging on the walls people just like pick up a bike and go bike to get lunch it's really cool and like there's this awesome skateboard shaped like rich froning it's like everything is just so (laughs) crossfit land it's it's unreal that was probably like my favorite part too is just walking around and taking it all in Mm -hmm. i felt like i never wanted to leave we were also fortunate that we all had time uh greg took us to lunch after the interview so we got to hang out with him a little bit more that's pretty cool i felt pretty lucky of what we've built but yeah is there anything else that kind of like stuck out for you claire not really i mean i think you know like you said it really just felt like we put a lot of work into the last three and a half years and that we were able to have this cool opportunity I think kind of brought a lot of things together for all the stuff we've been able to do and all of the people we've been able to reach and you know it says a lot about who our audience is and that you know we um, this podcast really has an awesome foundation of sort of just real life crossfitters who listen and I think that's kind of the biggest thing I took away from it and especially just from you know the the interview which you guys will hear in a second was the people that the you know CEO of CrossFit is really interested in talking 
talking to are those everyday CrossFitters. And that was a, just a super cool thing for me to experience firsthand. And just how passionate everyone is too about spreading the CrossFit gospel, obviously, but it was just, just to be around that. Was, <laughs> I mean, I, I just didn't want to leave. I was like, this place is amazing. So again, I want to say thank you to Greg Glassman. I want to say thank you to CrossFit HQ, Mom Sandy, Jimmy Letchford, who set this up as well. And then Savan Matosin, he is the head of CrossFit Media. I kind of want to be his BFF. So Savan, if you're listening to this episode, you're my BFF. He produced <laughs> all of the CrossFit documentaries. He's the head of media. So anything really that you see with CrossFit Media, he has spearheaded and all the documentaries, his name is on it. And if you haven't checked out those movies and the documentaries that CrossFit HQ has put out, please go check them out. He does incredible work. But the whole team was just really, really welcoming and we're hashtag so blessed. So thank you guys for uh, supporting the podcast. And if you're again, if you're a new listener checking out our podcast, check out some more episodes because we are pretty cool. And we got a great community. <laughs> if I do say so myself. Oh, Lord. So you so you agree. You think you're really pretty. Oh, all right, guys. Well, without further ado, let's get this party started. Let's get this party started. Here's Greg Glassman. What's really exciting is and not just a matter of Newtonian kinematics is the social aspects, mm-hmm. which is probably a big part of why we're Test. Keep in. talking. Yeah. Ryan? Yep. You're good. All right. Keep talking. Okay. Go ahead and start with your first question okay. too, because I think that's a good lead. Yeah. So, okay. Let's get, let's hit the ground running. So you coined the term better beautiful. Yeah. We, we've talked about functional aesthetic. What does that mean to you and why is it important? I, you know, I, look, I'm not... I can joke and say I'm a hero for women's rights, but it's the only part that I can I can be proud of that isn't just the hard work of everyone else. This is this is this is this is the thing for me. We never considered any other way here. And so when someone comes up to me and says, "Do you know you're the only sport where the purse for the men's and women's is the same?" and I'm like no shit really and then I get the list volleyball golf you know big just hair free sport I've ever heard of it's not the same I I didn't I didn't do that or not do that I mean that's just who we are who we were never never it was it's inconceivable to me that you'd make a disparity fundamentally and so and so I think this notion of equality is really kind of a CrossFit baseline you know I would we never aspired to it. I never got up from it. We used to joke it was a gynocracy. You know, it was me and my wife and three or four other chicks that I, you know, was like, I mean, we were all in all together all the time. And the, and the personalities that were around, um, the intelligence, the, the talent, it was, it was, it was a, a, a female world, but in, in no small part, you know, I'm, what am I going to say, 55%, maybe 60%, some real forces, and uh, that continues to this day, mm-hmm. you know, it's still, it's still, it's still who we are, it's still in our pedigree, so of course the, of course the purses are the same, you know, mm-hmm. um, but then there's that other part, and that's the fitness part, that's where I, I think the deck has been, um, uh, too frequently stacked against women to be mere coincidence for me you know it's weird um the dumbed down pt without the components you know we we, some of the crossfit critics talk about the clean and jerk and the snatch being technical elements and not appropriate for this group or that group they're not technical they're not advanced they're not that complicated in fact they're simple movements um in the 
pantheon of movements that people are taught, you know. I was just at my toddler's gymnastics class yesterday. Come on. You know, the clean and jerk and the snatch are not, are not um, uh, in a league unto themselves in, in any respect. But what happens is when you remove all of those things that I need to teach someone how to do, I'm flensing from the, from the stimulus um, coordination, accuracy, agility, and balance. And when I take those four out... And to take them out deliberately, it kind of oddly stacks the deck against women. Mm-hmm. And then I compound that with a, some kind of anti-fat, um, uh, give a free pass on carbohydrate, um, image-driven, make you as skinny as I possibly can diet. Now I'm taking uh, amino acids and, and, and essential fatty acids, you know, what the neurotransmitters for the brain and the very stuff of which, you know, the brain is made of. I put it in short supply and I get organic brain syndrome and the eating disorder and the, and the whole of it has just been a, has been a disgusting part of the, of the industry. And I only realized free of it, free of it, that we were free of it. I'm looking around, and it's like the, all those poor girls that used to be on the treadmill at 6 a.m. with the rice cakes in the bag, where did they go? They're, they're dead or they're gone or they've been converted. And I hear the stories. I used to be one of, those, one of those young ladies, and I have to look back. And so, again, this isn't something, this isn't something I've done. It's something we've done. And I would hate anyone to take it for granted because it's, it's a miracle. It's a crazy, cool thing that so much of the of the and and for me so it, it kind of sums to this functional aesthetic that beautiful is as beautiful does and we're not we're not at any point creating a standard and just saying you know where'd you get that from i don't know but this is what beautiful is and so we don't have the feet binding and the neck lengthening and i'm serious because it, it's because those are no more attractive to me than than the the to think that that the uh, heroin anorexia chic was actually, you know, embodied and emboldened by Kate Moss in an actual addiction and a look that was imitated and was fundamentally and functionally cadaverous, you know? That's a... That's a that's a that's a binding of a type other than foot, but it it it, it was pathological for sure. And look what we've done. We're I, we're immune to that because um, I, we don't have an arbitrary standard. You know, we we all of us look at the women at the CrossFit Games and say those are those are beautiful women at every age group. You know, from the teenagers to the to the masters, and uh, um, that's something that, of which an entire community can be proud. You know. All of us sitting here, we've been participants in that um, without plan, which is which is beautiful. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you say, oh, we've done this, but you also say we never set out to do this. That it kind of is just a, a byproduct of focusing on something that's more important than, you know, what what is your goal? It's not to be a size zero. It's not to burn, you know to be on the treadmill to burn off your breakfast. Yeah, isn't it funny that the program without mirrors would give the best result in the mirror? You also know? true. Yeah. Or you can just stop giving a crap about the mirror. Well, that's, you know, that's why they're not there, because it really it yeah. doesn't matter. Right. You know, I'd have people come to me with the pictures of, like, you know, the Summer Sanders in, in, in Sports Illustrated. I want to look like her. Well, you, how about swimming? Oh, I don't want to swim. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, I don't, well, I don't to know what you. to do, you know? <laughs> that's just, uh, huh. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come back to it. So to kind of go on the, you know, the foot binding, neck lengthening, 
those beauty standards have been around for as long as humans have been around. So how can that, can this conversation of in terms of let's, you know, ignore that beautiful is as beautiful does exist in a human culture where beauty standards are second nature? Yeah. I don't have an answer for that. You know, again, I'm not, I'm not architect of so much of this as I am the steward, and I'll, I'll do what I can to protect it. I recognize it for its significance, and I wanted to meet you because I wanted to talk about it because I knew you had, by your own path, seen the same thing. I mean, it isn't, so it's not my phenomenon. It's, it's something that we're all a part of. And, uh, and, I, and I think in part your question would be, well, geez, now what do we do to, to share this with others and, and grow it? And I, I'm hopeful. Um, I'm seeing things in what this group that we call the millennials. And, you know, there's always a name for the new gen. And it's all seemed like horse shit to me. But I had to tell you, um, I've been over the past 25, 30 years um, less and less enchanted with some of the new groups and but the millennials i guess i see some really really neat signs and uh changes in habits and attitudes and and a lack of willingness to be in debt and uh just a open-mindedness i've i'm, I'm really impressed so i'm i'm hopeful I've, i see the, the rejection of of uh i don't want to start stomping and stumping against brands but there's less participation in a in a chunk of the economy that I think needs less participation in. And so um, there, I think it's, it's a wise group of uh, young men and women on the horizon. And they're just calling a bullshit to a lot of what has been bullshit. You know? I'll just say it. You know, the, there was an awakening in terms of the soda's value to society and, and what the impact has been in the corruption that is really, really heartening. I mean, this is something I watched the Gen X and Y and whatever the hell they were before, just hook, line, and sinker, and all of a sudden I got young kids that are nannying for me that, like, have a soda. What are you, nuts? You know, they just all of a sudden know better, and, and that includes a good chunk of the CrossFit community. So uh, I, think, I think the easy answer for me would don't worry about it. CrossFit's going to take care of that. But I think even outside of that, there's reason to be hopeful that there's a there's a new generation that's gonna that's gonna wouldn't think twice about making the prize for men and women identical, you know. So then, you know, within kind of taking it back to the the functional fitness root of the beautiful is as beautiful doesn't. I'm just gonna continue to use that because I love that phrase. Thank you. Um, but. Does that now, are you setting up a standard, and this is, you know, not looking for an answer, but sort of your observation, is that setting up a different just set of numbers for a standard? Now, are you looking and saying, okay, now my standard is my deadlift or my muscle ups or whatever, and now I'm, instead of just accepting my body for what it does today, I'm still, you know, basing my value on this other set of numbers. It might not be the numbers on the scale, but it's now this number on the barbell. Yeah, you know, the look... For all of us, there's only like movement or, 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 or not, you know, you're moving towards um, greater work capacity or you're holding your own or you're moving towards less work capacity. Um, but to go from 350 pounds um, and, and morbidly obese to 250 pounds morbidly, you know, obese maybe still is still a beautiful thing by any standards you know it's just it's a beautiful thing and but and to look at like the 
the people at the games, they're fairly indistinguishable from the ones that didn't make it. And But what's happening is that um, the 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 stimulus that maximizes work capacity across broad time and mortal domains, that stimulus in terms of diet and exercise also creates a state of, of health as would be measured by blood pressure, um, glycated hemoglobin, your A1C, um, triglycerides, blood pressure, and the elements of body comp, bone density, muscle mass, body fat, which those things themselves are either predictors or 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 uh, uh, actual manifestation or cause of chronic disease and its elements. But look how this all holds into one: is it's a, it's the person with the the uh, under the stimulus that's giving you the best fran time is also providing you maximum health. Now, in around all of that and all that science and physiology. We all stand around and go, he's hot, she's hot. And I don't, I don't know what else we need to really look at, you know? Because it ought to be that we, we ought to be attracted to healthy. And that's not to say that the people are unhealthy or unattractive. But, geez, if, you, if we're going to be that way, if we're going to, you know, have that biology in us, um, I pray it be towards something that's, that's uh, good for the species, you know? <laughs> for instance yeah yeah it would be my vote and to think and you know what makes it feel like the right thing to me is maybe even our lack of awareness of it other than in hindsight you know it's kind of my litmus for authentic that uh, the cowboy is the guy that doesn't look in the mirror in the morning and go do i look like a cowboy this morning he doesn't ever he doesn't have a mirror you know he's got his cowboy shit on he's gonna go out and do his cowboy shit <laughs> and it's just that simple we're that same people on this same issue. It just, it, uh, I, it, I don't, didn't. None of us had it in us to make that discrimination. It was, yeah. it was never, a, it was never an issue. And I think, like Joy and I, kind of deal with that, you know, in our own little world with Joy looking, a little, you know, a little more muscular, and I am not a very muscular person. And then I'm watching Brooklyn's put her shoes on in the parking lot over here, oh, and and uh, you know, I see, I like literally. <laughs> caught her quads out of the corner of my eye and was like who's that and um you know still needing though to reshape our minds and we talk to our listeners about this all the time that just because we live in this world doesn't make us immune from the other world and so you know we're in this world and joy is standing in line at the checkout counter you know having people stare at her biceps and i'm you know looking in the mirror thinking well do i look like a crossfitter like am i you know i had a baby a year ago i haven't you know whatever like am i physically in a position where I should be talking to other people about CrossFit because I don't look like, you know, oh, I'm going to go do, I can't do a muscle up, but you know, I don't look like, oh, that girl's going to go, you know, whatever it is. And I think it's just interesting to hear you say, you know, this concept needs to be even down to your blood biomarkers. You know, we're looking to, we want you to look the healthiest version of you, not we want you to look like Brookhans or Joy or any, you know, look like any other person. Yes. I can't believe you just compared me to Brookhans. I'm just <laughs> I mean, your shoulders these days, Joy. <laughs> if you were to ask me, um, if you were to task me with forging Brookhans's, it wouldn't look different than the stimulus that I would use were you to task me to take care of your great aunt who was had metabolic syndrome. Um, the loads would be different for sure. 
But my gosh, I'm going to use functional movement constantly varied at, at high intensity, how intense to the tolerance of their, their psychological and physical capacities, which is very different for, for your aunt than it would be for Brooke. Um, but the movement patterns you would recognize and see for both. And the diet would bear crazy similarities, you know. It, um, and uh, that's not... You know, I guess that is my good fortune, but it wasn't of my creation. It's uh, it's about getting people to eat right and, and their movement patterns that benefit us. You know, in the early journals, it was what uh, needs of Olympic athletes and our uh, grandparents differ by degree, not kind. One needs functional competence to stay out of the nursing home, and the other one's functional dominance to get medals. And that we've proven that notion in our gyms and that we have... Um, people that could have conceivably been in the near future eligible for assisted living take a dodge from that from that horrible end state path and uh, and we 've seen people uh, prevail at the at the highest levels of a, of a competitive endeavor and so th- this uh, it wasn 't just a hypothetical notion it 's something that we actually we actually know how to do and so I come back again to good for us that we would have found something that was a good match for a metabolic requirement a good match for uh metal winning you know performance and that we've just without much thought come to think god look she's beautiful coming across that parking lot Mm -hmm. um this is interesting something similar happened in the shoe world and so the Reeboks making these shoes that the athletes wanted, that they had a high degree of functionality, the first flat shoe they had sold in eons for the general public. And the designers said it didn't have good box appeal. And so I took a line from Skip Chase from Washington years ago at a public event. Someone asked this stupid fucking question. He said, just hit the clear button on that thought. And I laughed hysterically because it was as good as I could have done given the question. But I told him, hit the clear button on that thought. And they're like, okay. And like they came back later and said, you know what we did? We changed our... They thought that a shoe needed a big, fat, spongy, lifted heel coming out of the box to have box appeal whatever the hell that was, even though we couldn't find an athlete, not a CrossFit athlete, that thought it was anything other than an encumbrance. You know, and so they had to make a shoe that we had to put what? Put uh, uh, function, let function establish form Mm -hmm. again? Like, damn, even in the shoes? And I was seeing this. It was actually realizing it because I wanted to, the better beautiful thing was from my heart. Like what's the cool thing about the games this year? What's cool to me about the games is that we've left, um, we've left, I'll call it indelible, an indelible mark. Our trademark sits on the bodies of young women and young men that I see coming in and out of Trader Joe's and, and Starbucks, you know? And, and, and if across all ages. And I mean, you just, you can see our people in the, in the crowd. And, uh, I actually went from that appreciation and realized that we were the the whole shoe people were were trailing us in that same kind of realization on their product, you know, shoes. It was weird. Yeah, it was weird. I always love it when you walk into the store and you see somebody. And the the uh, phrase we always use is, "Do you know? Do you know about the CrossFit?" Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're you're staring them down. You're like, "I have nanos on too." When you look, what do you what do you look for and notice? I mean, where where does your eye go? That you quads and shoulders usually. Yeah, and then what? And then what they're wearing, probably. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then maybe their hands. Shoes yeah. and hands. Yeah. 
shoes, hands. It's mostly like the gear. Yeah, a little bit the gear. But I think even if I were to, you know, walk into the walk into my job and somebody's you know in jeans and a button down, if they have a specific body type, if I'm not thinking that person does CrossFit, I'm thinking that person should do CrossFit. Right? Isn't that funny? Yeah, (laughs) you can always tell. I'm sure you do. Yeah, you probably are the least immune from it. It's in, it's. I love going into Lululemon and just seeing, yep. you know, <laughs> recruiting. No, yeah. not at all. No, just just observing. Yeah. Our our interaction with that brand has been uh, just a a gentle dance. You know, it's the we've got so many friends around there and close, and you know, I they're just they're good people. It's a neat product. It's a neat store. I wondered about that because they don't ever. None of their clothing is like obviously. They always say this is for a really hard workout. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's kind of funny to see that. I want to know too because obviously you're you see and hear so many stories from the community, but also you're running this brand. And what is what hits you the most as far as importance of the things of the stories that you hear from people in this community? I'll tell you exactly what it is. Um, look, and it starts it starts with a challenge. It's my challenge and everybody's challenge, but we don't know how many of us there are. But uh, we know there's a lot. There's, there's, and first of all, you get to define us. If you do CrossFit three times a week, is that a CrossFit? How about once a week, you know? What if you go once a month, but you really fucking love it and won't stop talking about it, and that's all you do. I don't, you know, I don't know where we draw the line. But, uh, and we've had some sophisticated partners like Microsoft and the people at YouTube also, you know, ask of themselves of us how many are you and and i i think by a whole bunch of easy to accept undeniable definitions there are certainly more than two and i don't think there's more than four so two to four million of us and i just go there because i'm going to play with some numbers but um i'm most proud of a community of two to four million people that aren't following on that um, inexorable path to death that awaits 70% of the population in the U.S., in China, and around the world. Um, I believe um, <laughs> fervently that these markers, and I'll come back to uh, blood pressure, um, A1C, uh, triglyceride, and... Uh, um, yeah, blood pressure. Did I mentioned that one. And, and yeah, blood pressure, triglycerides, A one C, and no bone density emulsified. Anyways, all the good stuff. Yeah, there, there's se- there's like there's seven the of them. There's seven of them that are so strongly defined. Look, I can do it. It's it's triglycerides, A one C, blood pressure, and. HDLs, the good cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Those four combined with the three of body comp, bone density, muscle mass, and body fat, those things are really enough for me to take any two or three of them and see that they're moving in the right, right direction. And when they are, the others invariably do when the stimulus looks like our stimulus, this meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, etc., and the constantly varied high-intensity functional movement. So with the CrossFit stimulus, I get any of those to nudge, and they all move the right way. Some go up. I think it's four go up, three go down, just like you want them to. 
But what that tells me is that um, uh, you are moving away from stroke, coronary artery disease, Alzheimer's, diabetes, obesity, and attendant illnesses, the whole of what we call syndrome X or metabolic syndrome. Um, even if you are on the precipice of, of eminent disaster, it's good to know that you're moving away from that edge in the direction of health. And uh, we have that. And so in our gyms, 14,000 of them, um, and in those places where those wonderful people are doing CrossFit at home and, you know, in their living rooms, in their garages and in their parks and at forward operating bases and the services. Um, what's happening there is, is we are, we're taking a, a pass on uh, uh, tens of thousands of cases of Alzheimer's, uh, millions of, maybe of, of uh, diabetes, you know, that aren't manifesting. There's all kinds of coronary bypasses that aren't going to happen. And we don't see that, but, but we know that it's happening because of the numbers involved and because of what we know the stimulus does to these health metrics, these variables that are so critical. Of that, I'm super proud. And so what's happening at HQ is we're reorienting everyone's thinking. In fact, it's the, it's the goal of HQ to change the world's perception of what's going on inside the box. And what I mean by the world, and I told my staff, is I mean those people that will never go into the gym, the people that are going to go but haven't yet, the ones that are going, the people that train them, the affiliates that own those boxes, and even us at HQ need to realize that the real miracle of CrossFit is the miracle of health. And the related story is um, how fit everyone's gotten, is that's the way that we did it, and how attractive they are. Those are, those are downstream stories, really, for, for, for me, for the head of this thing. So do you see that, however, going back out in the other direction as well? I mean, if you're, as you're you know, describing these from the outside in, you know, you're using your hand to draw yourself, you know, draw those factors closer to you. Starting though with how fit people have come and, you know, and that moving back out, what then do you see as is the perception that you're trying to change if those things are, you know, kind of like the most outwardly visible part is what's desirable? So, you know, I mean, look, we're a, we're a company and, and that is fundamentally at, at uh, odds with itself and that we have a games culture and a health culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I'm on the, you know, I'm, I invented the games. It was my fucking idea. Um, I love the games, but I, let me be clear to you that the games are a game. And, you know, uh, they, they traumatize a lot um, about our community. Um, they, uh, there's a lot of things I can say about the games. But I'm, the, I'm on the other side. I'm the health guy, you know. And maybe that's a function of being 60 years old. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to apologize for it. But um, uh, the, the company is a, is a health uh, 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 concern and a very successful one. And the uh, uh, training department um, delivers the kernel that is the essence of that miraculous health message. That's responsible that and the and the opportunity that is affiliation, um, you know, for an independently owned and operated business that coupled with the, what is the 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 essence the the physiological essence of the kernel 
um, is responsible for an enormous amount of health and the games department and everyone else works for that phenomenon you know and so uh it's something we're gonna learn ourselves and the world's gonna come to see but uh I'm in this thing. I'm in this thing for some really sobering reasons, and it has to do with the seventy percent of people that are going to die prematurely, needlessly. Them. Right. So making the goal the health rather than the games. Oh, please, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. One's one's yeah. play, and the others, you know, right as, life de- or as death. Right, literally as real it, as it gets. It's as real as it gets. It really yeah. is. Them. Chronic disease is is the world's most vexing, challenging problem, and to quote in a very related context ben goldacre the the physician statistician he's got a good good math head but the the medicine's most important questions remain unanswered because it's been in no one's uh uh, financial interest to conduct clinical trials Mm -hmm. well you know what um we've we've taken this notion of clinical trial and we've and we've put it to the marketplace and and the success and success alone of the kernel uh, again, with these independently owned and operated boxes, <coughs> is, excuse me, I talk too much, um, is the whole phenomenon. It really is. It's not my charm. It's, I, I don't have marketing guys, you know. It's uh, this, I couldn't stop this if I wanted to now. It's not my beautiful face. No, no, we're, uh, we're all engaged in noble endeavor, and it's taken a life of its own, and uh, thank God for that. Yeah. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. I just really wanted to paint a picture for everyone of like what we did and what like mm-hmm. when we got there and walking up to the building. I mean, not in gross detail, but um, just like the little things that made it CrossFit HQ, like the mm-hmm. like Annie's yeah, like, was... like Annie's sign on the door. Yeah. And things that you just are like, oh, wow, this is CrossFit HQ, like all the stickers that are everywhere and all the signs that are everywhere and like all yeah. the photos of the athletes that are blown up huge everywhere. That's that's kind of the picture. I was like, that's CrossFit HQ. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. Again, this is the interview with the Greg Glassman. And uh, you guys can find us on social Girls Gone Wild podcast. We're at girlsgonewildpodcast.com. And Claire, what's the link for our support for all of our sponsors? Yeah, it's just girlsgonewildpodcast.com forward slash support. You can find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash girlsgonewild. We are Girls Gone Wild Podcast on Instagram. And we are on Snapchat at GGW Podcast. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.